Hi, this is Jerry Lanska back with the Anointed Nachos podcast. Thank you for listening and joining with on the Fruit of the Spirit series as we dive back into goodness, part two. I just believe that these messages have been challenging you, have been blessing you, that when you go through the Word of God and you apply that Word, by doing the action steps that I had set up, that your life will change, your life will grow, these fruits will develop, and you'll see the love of God come out of you. You'll see self-control and humility and the goodness of God and more joy come out of your life. Like All these fruits will affect all your decisions, your interactions with other people. So I encourage you, At some point, go back and review the fruits of the Spirit and get a refresher and touch on them again because these things really affect every day-to-day activity in our lives. As we jump into goodness part two, let's look at Psalms 119, verse 68. It reads, You are good, and do only good. Teach me your decrees. So we're acknowledging that the Lord only does good. He's not an evil God. He, everything about the Lord is good. He doesn't allow things to happen to us that are not for our good. Now we have to understand that we have an enemy. And we've mentioned before John 10 verse 10 says that thief comes to steal, kill, and to destroy. So there's things that happen in our lives where the enemy is trying to get in and to ruin things in our lives. That's not the Lord. Because the end of that verse says that, but I have come that you may have life. So the Lord has come that we have life. In Romans chapter 8, verse 28, it says, and we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. So God has a purpose for our lives. And he works out everything together to cause more good in our lives, even when the enemy comes and tries to harm us and do things, and we think it just destroyed part of our lives. The Lord can turn that around and cause something good to come out of it. Even though he's not the one that caused those negative things, he can still, as a master planner and designer, because he created you, and he can take those circumstances and turn them around so they're no longer destroying, so they're no longer causing problems, but it can become something good. Just for instance, let's say that you went through a terrible situation and it caused a lot of pain and grief. God can turn that around and bring you more joy than you've ever had before and then help you train others and encourage others and help them get through similar situations. He can use you to now provide necessary need to other people so that they don't have to have the same pain that you did and you can help them understand the goodness of God. Let's take a look in Genesis chapter 1, verse 31. It says, Then God looked over all that he had made, and he saw that it was very good. So God looked at us after he made us, 
and has good thoughts. And he says that he's glad that he created you. Just think about that. After God made you, he just looks at you and says, he looked at what he saw and said that it was very good. God cares about you. God cares about your life. James chapter 1 verse 17 says, Whatever is good and perfect is the gift coming down to us from God our Father, who created all the lights in the heavens. He never changes or casts a shifting shadow. Every good thing that's in this world comes from the Lord. Even when it's through other people, we have to acknowledge that it's the Lord, his goodness and love coming out of other people, helping you. So we acknowledge, thank you, Lord, for your goodness, as well as thanking the people for the things that they're doing. We have to acknowledge that the good things that come to us are from God. And he never changes. He is always good. As Psalms chapter 52, verse 1 says, The goodness of God endures continually. It will never cease. Sometimes maybe you just feel like you're not being loved or someone forgot about you. You just need to get in God's presence and come before him. Just pray. Lord God, I thank you for shedding your blood for me on the cross. I thank you for allowing me to come and speak with you and be with you each and every day. The more we thank him and praise him, those thoughts will just come out of our mind and we'll feel that love and compassion back again. So the goodness of God leads us to our purpose, such as it did for Nehemiah. Let's take a look at Nehemiah chapter 1. And I'm going to read verses 2 through 4 and 10 through 11. So starting in verse 2, it says, Hanani, one of my brothers, came to visit with some other men who had just arrived from Judah. I asked them about the Jews who had returned there from captivity and about how things were going in Jerusalem. They said to me, Things are not going well for those who returned to the province of Judah. They are in great trouble and disgrace. The wall of Jerusalem had been torn down, and the gates had been destroyed by fire. When I heard this, I sat down and wept. In fact, for days I mourned, fasted, and prayed to the God of heaven. So here, Nehemiah hears some terrible news, that the walls of Jerusalem had been torn down. So there's no protection for the Jewish people. And for Nehemiah, that grieved his heart. And you'll see that the goodness of the Lord inside of him allowed him to be bold and do something about it, to do what was right. In verse 10 through 11, it says, The people you rescued by your great power and strong hand are your servants. O Lord, please hear my prayer. Listen to the prayers of those of us who delight in honoring you. Please grant me success today by making the king favorable to me. Put it into his heart to be kind to me. So he's praying to the Lord, Nehemiah is, that when he goes before the king and asks him to go and help rebuild this wall, that he'll have favor with the king. So God will give you favor with both him and with man when you're doing what is right and doing the things that God called you to do. So allow this goodness to work in you like Nehemiah. When something grieves you, it's a holy, righteous indignation that, unlike anger, just getting upset and mad about something and complaining, that you're going to go out and help bring justice, to bring 
something good to those in need. So as we keep reading, when you go back and read the story that the king allows Nehemiah to go out and even sends him all the money that he needs and all the supplies to be able to rebuild the wall. So Nehemiah is now in Jerusalem and he's going to inspect the wall. So let's take a look in chapter 2 verses 11 through 18. It says, So I arrived in Jerusalem three days later. I slipped out during the night, taking only a few others with me. I had not told anyone about the plans God had put in my heart for Jerusalem. We took no pack animals with us except the donkey I was riding. After dark I went out through the valley gate, past the jackal's wall, and over to the dung gate to inspect the broken walls and burn gates. Then I went to the fountain gate and to the king's pool, but my donkey couldn't get through the rubble. So though it was still dark, I went up to the Kidron Valley instead, inspecting the wall before I turned back and entered again at the valley gate. The city officials did not know I had been out there or what I was doing, for I had not yet said anything to anyone about my plans. I had not yet spoken to the Jewish leaders, the priests, the nobles, the officials, or anyone else in the administration. But now I said to them, You know very well what trouble we are in. Jerusalem lies in ruins, and its gates have been destroyed by fire. Let us rebuild the wall of Jerusalem and end this disgrace. And then I told them about how the gracious God of hand had been on me and about my conversation with the king. And they replied at once, Yes, let's rebuild the wall. So they began the good work. So this is good work that Nehemiah is doing to bring defense to protect Jerusalem. I wanted to point out that he didn't just immediately go out and tell everybody his plans. You know, sometimes there's people that will try to stop you from doing what is right because for whatever reason, it's too expensive to do, or I don't believe God really told you to do that. Why would he say that? You know, there's a lot of things that when God speaks to you, you have to keep silent, keep it in your heart, meditate on it, pray about it. Nehemiah went out and inspected the wall so that he knew everything that he needed to speak about to the people before he just went out and started talking. And that way he can have a plan. And he went out there and he told him about the goodness of God, how God is on his life to help this injustice. And they believed him. They know that God is good and God will help protect them. That's just a story I wanted to share because he went out and did something incredible because of the goodness of God inside of him and Nehemiah knowing that God is good and will want this, will want the protection for his people. Let's read a few more verses. In 2 Samuel chapter 8, verse 15, it said, So David reigned over all Israel and did what was just and right for all his people. So another man after God's heart, it says he did what was just and right for all of the people because he had the goodness of God in him to do what was right. Also, let's look at Noah in Genesis chapter 6, verse 9. It says, These are the records of the generations of Noah. Noah was a righteous man, blameless in his time. Noah walked with God. And in Genesis chapter 7, verse 1, it says, Then the Lord said to Noah, Enter the ark, you and all your household, for you alone I have seen to be righteous before me in this time. So Noah walked blameless with his family and did what was right and good in God's sight. 
We want to allow the goodness of God to come in us so that we can have boldness to go out and do what is right, to live righteous, to live holy. And remember, it's God's goodness that's in us. In 1 Kings chapter 15, verses 11 through 12, it says, Asa did what was pleasing in the Lord's sight, as his ancestor David had done. He banished the male and female shrine prostitutes from the land and got rid of all of the idols his ancestors had made. So Asa's a good example of just going out and fighting for what is right, like getting prayer back into schools, getting curriculum that's trying to erase history out of schools, voting for righteousness, and getting good people even onto school boards into governor positions. So it's our right, and I want to say duty, to do what is right, the things that you believe is right, to go out and do it to make this world full of the goodness of the Lord. In Psalms chapter 145, verse 9, it says, The Lord is good to everyone. He showers compassion on all of his creation. So the Lord shows no partiality, his word says. He's good to every person. In Psalms 34, verse 8, it says, Taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, the joys of those who take refuge in him. Ultimately, the goodness of God is for us to draw closer to him. I mentioned in goodness part one, that it is the goodness of God that leads people to repentance. It draws us to him. Everything God does for us is for our good. And the most extreme display of his goodness is when he sacrificed his own son on the cross for us. I have some actions for you to do. Action number one, do a life check. Are the things that you are doing pleasing to the Lord? If you feel there is something you need to do more of or less of, and pray about it and ask that the Lord will give you strength and boldness to make some adjustments. Action number two. Next time something good happens, just acknowledge the Lord in it and thank him. Get in a good habit of always thanking the Lord for everything, knowing that all things work together for good. Even when negative things happen, God will turn it around for good and get you through to the other side. Action number three is to pray. Ask the Lord for the ability to allow his goodness to lead you to your calling. Let's pray. Lord God, I just pray for every listener that we allow your goodness to develop in our lives. And I pray for boldness over every person listening, Lord Jesus. Boldness to do what is right. I pray in the name of Jesus, that they no longer have the fear of man inside of them, but they fear you. They fear the Lord. And I thank you that we want to be pleasing to you. I pray, Lord God, that your goodness leads people to their calling, that they chase after what you put into their heart to do, as in Nehemiah, when he talks about going after and rebuilding the wall as something that you put in his heart to do, to go do what is right and righteous. Lord God, I pray the same for every person listening, that you put those desires in them and that they listen to those thoughts from you. They listen to the desires coming forth, the passions that are birthing in them and not push them aside, but know that it's from you to go out and do what is good and chase after your calling for their lives. 
Lord, I thank you for your word, and I thank you for all of the listeners here today. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening. Until next time, God bless you.